we are boys it's thursday it's just the two of us but this is the premier league show welcome back to let's talk sport we've got my boy crazy how are you doing bro i'm doing good doing i was good. i was doing terrible at the beginning of the week but you know <laughs> a midweek fixture helps that out midweek fix, a midweek fixture is amazing for the uh the, the the mood and the mindset isn't it so uh shall we have a quick look at last week's uh results the weekend's results as you say so it's, it's a weird one because we're going to try and rattle through two fixtures i mean i completely forgot it was a double whammy until it was suddenly it was like oh we're weeks. playing again also currently happening right now and that's ever to newcastle and tottenham oh, West Ham, so currently oh, yeah. Tottenham are winning in their one oh and everton are holding everton are holding newcastle it looks like interesting point so, for everton if they can keep it yeah especially at home you know we talked about being at home and how that's going to feel so where do we start i think we got to start at the bottom on saturday right yeah, sure. A massive, a massive six-pointer down the bottom. We had Burnley taking on Sheffield United, and wow, um, wow, a thumping, an absolute mauling. I mean, it shows what that does show you is that Burnley will have no problem being back in the championship. Yep, it seems like they'll definitely be bouncing straight back, in, won't they? Um, and obviously, you know. Subsequently, the change of managerial. Uh, yeah, this this, this got this got Heckenbottom sacked because what you can't be doing is losing five nil to a relegation contender. Yeah, not a, not a team that came up with you because that's that's got to be the teams that you know you're in and fighting with. You cannot get yourself an absolute pasting. And Burnley kind of pasted everyone in a championship last year, though, so it wasn't a massive surprise that they kind of continued that form against mm. what is the only surprise is that burnley haven't really hit people for five this entire season yeah maybe who knows is this the, is this the blue touch paper for burnley to kind of go on a bit of a run it's certainly got to build confidence in that squad now after um, a result you, like would, that, you would think so but we are going to get to midweek at some point then <laughs> yes well yeah the confidence didn't last long and then a massive result obviously for for everton because um, if you away. if you look before we get to that, I have one more comment on that. If you look at Sheffield United losing five 0 like even Luton only lost two one to to Burnley. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's you know Luton hung in there. Other teams around there, you know, one nils nil, you know, and stuff like that. But a five nil drubbing, it's got to. I mean, pretty it was much in, it confirms was my thing where I said that they were being twentieth. That's my one prediction that I'm saying yep. I'm going to get right. It's the one you're sticking with. It's the one that seems to be uh, more, most likely to come true. And uh, yeah, it, that is that that had to be the death knell for the you know Heckin Heckin Bottom was it Heckin Bottom? Yeah, Paul Heckin Bottom. It was Heckin Bottom. Yeah, it had to be. And, the, and now we go to another manager that's in trouble coming up, and that's Steve Goop. There's mm. all rumours today that if he doesn't beat Wolves at the weekend, he might be sent. And he, it, it's inevitable it happens now, doesn't it? It always happens around this time when things start to get really worrisome. When, when one manager gets sacked, you know, the it's, others start yeah, going... Like the dominoes start falling, don't they? It's just like, well, you know, he's got a manager in, they've got a manager in who's experienced in relegation or whatever else. I know... I, I, I was a bit... Well, Forest results lately have not been the greatest for them. They have not been the great, have they? They have not really looked like they're going to get themselves out of the Maya. I mean, they are slightly out of the relegation zone right now, but only slightly. They're only um, good they, that they're, they're only good for them is that they have 13 points at the moment, but that's going to do. Soon going to whittle away, isn't it? Soon going to be, you know, chipped away at. 
But then again, you look at it and you think Sheffield, you know, okay, they went out and they got Wilder back. You know, great, super, big, big uplift, maybe, maybe get the the dressing room back a little bit playing, but it didn't seem it didn't seem a, an inspired no, you would managers. You, you think they might go for something different. Like Burnley, they went for something different with Vincent Company. You no, know, it's not working in the Premier no. League. It did work in the championship. Mm. Yeah, and, and maybe maybe it's Sheffield United looking to next season already. Give him a chance, you know, see what he's got. They think maybe the season's near enough done already after this, and you know, it's this is get him get him in, get him settled in so that the promotion push for next year can be, you know, go from the outset. Seems a seems the only sense the only logic behind it, because it's yeah. not you know, to be honest, you, I always if, I always thought the Sheffield United with their signings and stuff in the summer. They were a team that almost you would think on paper, even though they'll never say it, accepted relegation from match yeah. week. So they'll take the year, they'll take the parachute payment, they'll rebuild, they'll use that to do all the stuff that, you know, money comes, um, a season in the premiership, excuse me, and brings with it, you know, enough money to fill the coffers plus the parachute payment. They can do a lot with that next year in a championship. It it did seem like they didn't overstretch or really kind of go for anything, didn't it? So, yeah. And everything that last week started their great escape, like we talked yep. about in the last podcast. So they're on their way. On their way to get the point to get the massive win against Forest. Sean, Sean Dice, pretty, pretty much. Now we go on to my pain, which is the Newcastle. This what started off my week. That started your week off in a, in a less ideal fashion for you. The weekend. It was. Uh, it was not. It was the worst showing I've seen from United this season, and we've had it, some bad. And, and in, in a weird way, it was a mauling, but it was only one nil. You guys were no. It, it was. It should have been like that. Should have been more of a seven nil than the Liverpool was last season. That was yeah. Everyone could come after that and say, oh, it was, we only lost, but we could have got a draw with that disallowed. I was like, no, yeah. it should have really been 5-0. Five, five it should have been out of sight for a long time, that game, shouldn't it? I mean, the only upside is it was only 1-0, you know, on the score sheets. And you look back and whatever else, and goal difference might come into it, whatever. But, yeah, that was a game that you guys just, I don't know, was it the no, flight? Was it the coach? Back. No. I, I put in chat as a joke. I blame the bus. Driver. I blame the bus driver because you couldn't you couldn't get a flight, and therefore you had to get a, a coach up there. But I, it was a bad it was a bad evening. It was a very bad evening for you guys. Um, no one, say, no, no one gave an F. Rashford didn't yeah. even. Rashford has no excuse in that one uh, because uh, the man didn't even play midweek. The others maybe could have had like, oh, we were tired. We went to right, Galatasaray, yeah. but Rashford didn't have to travel at all. Yeah, and, and he, just and didn't, he, didn't look he like he wanted to shout on, did he? Or less likely to run than everyone else that went to Turkey. Yeah, it's a very it's a very odd scenario, and you know, there's rumbles and rumors, and you know, I know on the, on the chat that we've got, there's like oh, there's players who are causing a bit of unrest and whatever else, and, and rumbles coming out of the dressing room. It's a very odd situation going on at United right now. Obviously, with the with the Ineos and the Sajim thing kind of lurking around, but. Not actually kind, getting kind, anywhere. It's, kind of uh, happening, and then they say it's announcement next week. Then we get the next, next week. Then week, yeah, it's the next week it, again. Yeah, it's if it's happening, announce it and get it done and dusted. Surely it, it's a bit odd. Hey there, Michael. The problem it's is, a, there's a bunch of like legal things that he needs to get through. I suppose it's something is because he owns a. He already owns a. Yeah, and he's also only buying twenty five percent. So they have to wonder like, why is 
Where's the twenty five percent? What what twenty five percent does that? Yeah, does it give you footballing powers or does it just give you a quarter of the whatever else? Yeah, so I suppose there's some ins and outs, but it does seem to be dragging in. It does seem to be having an effect on the team. And I felt bad with the Newcastle game. Like, May knew he was kind of left by himself, to be honest, because yeah. the, rest... the rest just didn't bother showing up, did they? Uh, Luke Shaw Maguire did okay in parts on that to keep it a 1-0. They were mm. decent. Um, yeah. I don't agree with... where he. I know he can play left-back, but I don't agree... When we play Dallow as a left back, when he's more naturally a right back, yeah, it's a weird when one. When you have Legion on the bench, yeah, if you've got a, if you've got a designated or if you like a you know a natural player in that position, why are you moving somebody to play out of position? It seems an odd one. Um, Arsenal and, obviously uh, got a win at home. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, so they, they, kept, they, they, kept, clear they keep going. They keep at keep least getting that win, lead. Yeah, they keep eking out wins. I mean, 2-1 against Wolves. A little, little nervous at the end. Yeah, definitely Wolves were pushing them. So they got a bit, they got a bit, I wouldn't say lucky, but it, they weren't exactly... We'll, we'll come um, back to Arsenal being somewhat lucky when we get to midweek as well. And that. Yes, yeah, so that's a nice segue. And then Brentford put a put a bit of a bit of a walloping on uh, our boys Luton, unfortunately. And Brentford, as we say, we always say Brentford's a tough place to go. Um, and they put three past Luton on there. The Saturday, um, at least Luton got a yeah. goal back, but it's a bit of a it was a, a bit of a comfort, um, a comfortable win that one, which is a bit of a shame for Luton, seeing as you know they had that uplift of being just above the relegation. But you'd uh, hope I'm... for a, a response there. But yeah, but Luton they don't go they they, they don't get beat by much. They give it a go. No. They they do give it a go, and they're games. not getting you know they're, they're not, not getting, getting pumped but five nil like I say yeah. They might still go down, but they are giving it a real go to try and stay up. Yeah, they're, they're going to be clinging on right to the very end, I reckon. That's going to be a, a, a fight to the death at the at Kenilworth Road. And then we have our Benfica fan ex on loan to Benfica from Chelsea's team yep. who just about just got about, Just about. Down to 10 men. Just 10 men. Gallagher with a, a brainless challenge. Um, I, I, did, I only saw it on match of the day, but it was like, what are you doing? That's like everybody knows that's a second yellow. Why would you do such a thing, you know? But, you know, somehow they managed to get a win. I don't... I think there was a bit of a dubious penalty in there, and I'm not sure yeah, if Alex can get... Kind of helped. Uh, Alex, he might come in later. I know he's, he's late he's, with he's the train on. delays. Exactly. So it'd be interesting to get his point of view, but it certainly helped Chelsea's 10 men to um get there. And we think about, like, we talked about Arsenal being a bit lucky earlier. Now we go on to... To Liverpool, Liverpool, who rode their luck somewhat on the Sunday game, um, was considering we were all here going, "La Liverpool at home, it's Fulham, it's an easy two 0 draw, two 0 win, you know, whatever." My goodness, it was not. Fulham that looked at like all. they were going to win at one point. They, Fulham looked like they stole it eighty minutes in, and you know, and then, and then that random goals. signing end, and then that random signing end dude decides. Our defensive, well, I suppose uh, maybe Endo's been watching Rodri because you know Rodri has a habit of popping up with wonder goals from a defensive midfield position. And then I'm like, then I'm like, it's okay, I can deal with a draw. That's still a bad result for Liverpool. And then Trent decides to be annoying a minute later. (laughs) I mean, I was, I was shocked and, and jumping around the room, but I was also like, what have you done, Fulham? What have you done? You know, you've just let a goal in. It just keep a three tree. You're fine. You're fine at three tree. You can three all draw away. It's good. It's a good point. At Anfield, right? is a good. It's a good result at Anfield. 
and they just kind of lost their heads and just didn't do the basics and you know got punished by a, a nice finish from the edge of the box from the what also didn't there. help is when your first goal was scored by fulham's keeper oh it's a toughie that one it's a toughie yeah, yeah. i mean a, a cracking free kick that yes brushed the back of the keeper on the way in but who knows if that had hit the ground it looked like it had enough spin on it to probably bounce back in anyway but it was definitely a I think, as as Trent said on Match of the Day, he's claiming it, and why wouldn't you, right? But yeah, a real a real shocker and a real wake up call, hopefully for for Liverpool, because but you can you know, get at have... teams with like with Kellyer in in there. He's not he hasn't he's played the, much football. He's not he's not that commanding presence behind that Allison is. You know, the comforting presence. Hmm. And obviously, I don't think he's had enough games as like that no. starting keeper to have that presence. Yeah, he's, like had he's more looking for the rest of the team to to just do the work, and he'll just come he'll up just now do, and again. He'll do his job. He won't do the you know he's good at doing this shot stopping and stuff like that. But initially, he he needs to grow into some of these bigger games. And I think you know, say he's had some cup runs and whatever else, but often Carabao Cup games are not of the Premier League quality. Should we say? And now we so go from what should have been a draw to the many draws. First, we start with West Ham Palace. West Ham Palace, yeah, another. You know, dull if you like. You know, one all London derby, one nil for ages, and then just ages. the second half just becomes one one, and then it just stays that way. It stays that way, and just and Bournemouth out. gets a good result against Villa. Really good result. I thought Bournemouth's result against Villa was a great result at home, and they could have won it with the ninety-minute equaliser from Watkins. Mm. So Bournemouth, are Bournemouth, Bournemouth hanging around, aren't they? They yeah. they started very bad relegation kind of contenders and now they've started getting their act together. This Spanish manager has finally got used to Premier League football, is what I will yep. say. La Liga. Used to Premier League football and possibly the team have got used to his coaching style as well and maybe are kind of leaning into it a bit more and are getting they've got it more together. into the Rayo Vallavacano play that he was That's brought it. in they're, for. Yeah, and so I think you know they're getting the points that you know maybe they were losing before. So you know I think Bournemouth will probably find themselves okay and, and eke their way out with with results like that. They'll they'll continue to climb away from the danger zone. I think so. That's good to see for Bournemouth. I'd like the cherries in, to stay up. And then we've got I the big, big. We 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 go into like I said in the last when we previewed the other games, uh, Man City's bogey team and Spurs. They don't like Spurs. They don't like them, do they? They can't seem to. They can't seem to get their number. Spurs seem to always cause them problems and always cause them. And Son, even when they were helped out by Son, who scored for Spurs and Man City in this. I game. know. I did like that that Son scored both opening goals. It was quite nice at that moment. Um, obviously, controversy surrounded the end of that game. I mean, a great yeah, ding dong game and, with, with the, advantage not being advantage played, and not given, given, but not given. A, ver a very angry Holland. Ooh. Super angry, Holland. I mean, he hair came out and everything. It was um, uh, so it, was, it was quite scary. Some language I mean, coming from him too as he walked off. Yeah, there seemed to be some bumping and, and pushing with Lacelso and a few bits and I'm pieces. I'm surprised around. he didn't go Mortal Kombat. He just comes back with a it was, oh, yeah. with karate chop. Yeah. He, he looks the type. No he does looking. look the type. Yeah, just just a, a, a cheap shot to the back of the neck or something. But yeah, you I and mean, Jose Mourinho wait in the car park for the ref, you know. <laughs> That kind of thing. You would expect that to happen. And, and you know, obviously, I think Guardiola was quite animated with his press conference at the end of that game to, you know, yeah, he also said he wasn't going to. He also said he wasn't going to do a, a Mikel Arteta and compl complain. About, yes, which I thought was interesting. And, kind and of. then went and then went on about how how <laughs> difficult it is to win four in a row Premier Leagues, uh, saying that Gary Neville only managed to do a three. 
in a it row. Seemed a bit, it was and, a bit spiky, uh, wasn't it? And gaming character never did one. Yeah, I, I, interesting how spiky he was, wasn't he? He was a <laughs> yeah, it, obviously getting shots at Gary and taking and shots, and throwing shade at people that you know. And I get his point, but I mean, I don't think anybody. Was having it a was go, fun, at but him. I, I did like the comeback from Jamie Carragher saying if he had was backed by a state, he probably that if he was backed by a state that had 115 charges against him, he probably would have won one. Sometimes, sometimes Jamie does come back with some um, quality rejoinders. You know, you've got to give him credit for some of his um, his wit at times. And he's, you know, we don't know if he has a point allegedly and all that. And, uh, you know, covering listen, himself. Blah, blah, listen, blah, blah. Michael, we are getting to that Arsenal game, though. We're, we're getting there. We're just about to get to that one into the midweek. Well, we're gonna, before we're going to start with the boring one of Wolves one, Burnley nil. Oh, Burnley, Burnley, Burnley did not have their confidence from five nil. Crash back down to earth, didn't they? With a bump, you know, five nil, and but then go away. Before the Sheffield United game, Vincent Company said he was changing. He was going back to the drawing board, changing things around. Uh-huh. And the drawing board, he wall. needs to go back to it again. He needs to go back and back again to the drawing board because that didn't quite work. Um, a bit of a dull one, a bit of a defensive masterclass, if you like, or just just two not very good teams, really. Um, big, other than John O loves the back and forth between Gary, Gary Neville and. Jamie Gallagher. Does he now? I bet he does. It, it's it, they are. I, I don't know if they ham it up. I, I mean, I don't know if they ham it. I up. definitely do it from the camera. They, they, there's they, definitely part. Some of their opinions where they take different stances. Definitely for controversy and clicks. Yeah, because you, you can imagine, you can see one of them's arguing a point that they don't really get, and they don't really like they, believe. And sometimes it. they they both they both agree with one part of the point, but they still argue. Yeah, the yeah. Opposite. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. However, it's like well, you can't totally agree and then say however. But yeah, I do think it's good TV and it does, you know, bring the ratings in. I'll, and, gi- you know, I'll give you a bit of interesting news. Everton are two 0 up against Newcastle right now. Since we oh, last checked wow, in on we, them, since we checked in when it was nil nil, that's that's the Goodison effect kicking in. Maybe as we as we talked about with the uh, the blue paddocks. I mean, Dwight McNeil all to- in an assist. Wow, they've got to do it at home. They have to turn their home form around, and it sounds like this is the evening it finally clicks for them. And they are out of the relegation zone with this. As it stands. As it stands, they're out of relegation. Look at that. Are they? No, they're not, are they? They will be, won't they? Yeah, They will be. They'll just be one point above Luton. What a a story that's already turning into. And then, speaking of Luton, we've got to go into the... We'll go to to what Michael wants in the Declan Rice. Declan Rice, 98th minute, last minute. I feel so bad for Luton. They they put their all in that. Scoring three goals. Scoring three goals against Man United. Man United had this have this problem in Europe where we have scored three goals and still didn't win. You, You don't like scoring three goals and then coming away with nothing. Yeah, it's it's hard for them at home. They've put in a real shift there, and to have it and to take the lead in that game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were, yeah, they were, they were, they they were three one up, weren't they? They equalized twice and then came three one up with Ross Barkley of all people scoring the the third goal. There you go. Wow, it was all coming up Luton, and then Kai Havertz and Declan Rice had to ruin the party. I mean, and I suppose from a Luton perspective, it shows the depth of quality, right? You know, you know, if it shows, like we said, Luton will give it a go till the end. Oh. From an Arsenal point of view, it was not pretty, but a win's a win. It keeps you 
keeps you in position. It keeps Keep the chasing pack behind. Yeah, keep, exactly. So the, you know and they're now what, they five game, it's gonna be a, But the next game is going to be very tough for them. With going away to Villa, who have have an impressive home record. They do. Villa. They are flying at home, aren't they? So yeah, I mean, I, I was gutted for Luton. You know, to hear that. I mean, Arsenal fans. I'm sure you were bouncing off the walls um, last minute and everything else, but. But they almost um, got like two good results back from home, like against Liverpool and Arsenal. Yeah. So I mean, you, you, with those sorts of performances, if they can do that against the other teams in and around where they are, you hope, you know, you hope that Luton will make enough they gave, points. They also gave it a good go against United at Old Trafford yeah, that time uh, as well. You know, they gave that exactly. So I mean, they drew against us, as you say, at home. They went to you guys and only lost one nil. Now they've only just just lost to Arsenal at home. Fingers crossed they can keep that sort of momentum going, and keep that not just. What you worry about with Luton is, is they they're up for the big teams, you know, like oh, Arsenal. Yeah, they need to start putting the, that then... like fighting mentality into the lower teams that they can start ranking up points. Then, yeah, so there's some teams there you look at, you know, Forest maybe or something like that, and you go right, you gotta you gotta get up for every. I also game. thought Luton had done it when they went three two up. I was like, Oof. yeah, right, this could have been a that could have been a, a shocker. Maybe that's why Jamie hasn't. And that would have been the per- that would have been the perfect time for a. Uh, for Liverpool too, if Luton did manage to do something, Liverpool. Yeah, we'd have, we'd have closed that gap up, but definitely. Yeah, because Wednesday night we, we kicked off with Wednesday Brighton getting the win at Brentford, and it sounds like, from a Brentford perspective, a nasty injury to Embuemo, which could really derail their, you know, mid-season. It could really be problematic for them. I think well, Brighton got for... the win, but still not perfect. Brighton, I will say that mm. they're still a bit. Shaky, aren't they? And they had to get what was it a teenager who ended up scoring the yeah. winner later on? So, yeah, but I, I think the big result, the big news out of there is that you know, Mbemo's out, and I think Thomas Frank came out afterwards and has said it's it's a bad one and he's out for a while. So, I mean, Michael, I agree, in... Sheffield United way down. Sure, even the new manager bounce didn't help them against Liverpool. No, no, Liverpool were clinical, they weren't great but they you know didn't really give shit well, they did they did actually say and i was going to say what am i saying they gave sheffield united a fair chance on the break there were a couple of moments where you know they did break on the you're only lucky it is sheffield united to be fair to you. yeah quite frankly yeah it was, it was a couple of moments where if it was a better team they'd have they'd have punished us but, but van you know, dyke and sabo's life yeah. the two goals that was enough that was enough to just see us through the downside is um matip has busted his acl so he's done yeah and I his think... contract runs up at the end of the season so we may have yeah. seen the last appearance of joel matip in a liverpool shirt which is a real shame because there's nothing quite like watching joel matip kind of stride forward like a deer on ice when he gets too far forward and he realizes how far forward he gets i don't know if you've seen it it's, it's a yeah. beautiful sight he steps out of phil, central of, when we had phil jones when he just was randomly similar, similar, randomly similar running knocking balls away with his head yeah yeah not quite that sort of level but you know matip had this this innate ability for the first five or six steps as he stepped out to look really really good and then sort of get two-thirds of the way up the pitch and suddenly go oh i'm getting dizzy and of eric by eric by yeah. who used to be like a lunatic where he would just randomly just go on a mad run by himself like where yep. are you going mike where are you going i don't and then he'd realize and go i don't know what i'm doing here and then just panic and look around and just yeah, but it's a real shame for him, and as you say, it may well be the last time we see him. And we go back to the other, the other manager in danger now, losing five 0 to Fulham. Oh, Steve I mean, Coop and Forrest, another 
Letting What's Jimenez that? score twice, and he hasn't scored quite with ever since. Has he scored since he left Wolves or something? Has he or something? Mm. I can't remember the last time Jimenez scored, but you know, a great bounce back for Fulham. You know, after the heartbreak, if you like, at Anfield, to then turn around and and put five against. So that's got to be a, you know, quickly. Um, you know, as we say, Burnley were five nil and they lost, but you know, Fulham lost and then came back with a five nil win. Must really fill them with confidence and you know give them a fill up that they probably needed. And then the big <laughs> result, the big. Oh, actually, is it the big result or is it the big result we talk about now? So I don't know. The, the, Bournemouth the, the, two nil against Palace. That's uh, that's, <laughs> that's not the one I was thinking. That's, that's not the one I was thinking. That's the big result. Um, I they think, keep their yeah, form. Austin doesn't do too much. Yeah, we'll, yes. we'll 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 start with the Manchester United game since start the title does have United in it. It does they, have they United continue to slip. It. They do continue to go. I mean, they got the win, but it didn't. It was it was pretty rough it, it, going, wasn't it? For most parts, it was the best performance we had in the first half. Like we were all over Chelsea. We just couldn't get the second. We got the first goal from McTominay. Could have had the second, but Bruno decides to. He doesn't want the fee. He didn't feel the penalty this week. Yeah, he, he was like, it. he was like, I don't want to be called Fernandez this week. I ain't about not, it. Not doing it this week. Yeah, and then obviously you know and McTominay does what he does, what he did against Brentford. You know, he scores twice. Scores twice gets you to win, and then, and then Chelsea look terrible. Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, apart from the I, one goal that we gave them, because Onana should have saved that, but that's just Onana this season, you know. He yeah, let one in like that. He, yeah, it was a, it was pretty poor, wasn't it? He, he, it was one of those ones you're like, how, what have you, how have you? One of those one where the keeper dived in slow motion, the, the same speed as the ball was, you know. They were both yeah, in slow yeah. motion. Yeah, this is like, let's go again. How do you know he's just not getting there? He's not doing it. It's not. Well, what's surprising from a Pochettino point of view is playing Mark Kukurea left back at right back when you've Reese James on your bench. Now he changed mm -hmm. that in the second half and brought on Reese James, but. If he was good enough to play in the second half, why wasn't he starting? I didn't even start him. I mean, there's, there's there's squad rotation, and then there's just you know, was he causing? Or didn't didn't James um, pick up a couple of cards or something? Was he maybe giving him a bit of a? And almost a quarter of a of a million midfield does not do much in that game. They got dominated by Amrabat and Scott McTominay, which which is a bad sign for Ch Chelsea's midfield because you know in all you know in the nicest possible way that's not. A world, you know, it's not a shaking in your boots sort of McTominay, is it? And you know, Amrabat in the middle. And we were getting caught on the break with Jackson, but Jackson is not really a steed. I know he scored a hat trick against Spurs, but that was nine men. It was pretty easy for. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not. He's not really a strike. They need Nkunku back as soon as possible in the. Or they, the do you reckon? Or do they go shopping again in January? They need one or the other because they cannot rely yeah. on Jackson. Because there was one point where he's one on one, where he has the worst. He decides to take a touch, which allows Onana to get closer to it, yeah. rather than if he just because Onana was already coming out. Any other like that was Liverpool, Newcastle. They would have been it's taking that shot the moment he started running out. You would have tried to get in the top corner because he's already out of his box. He'll take a bit yeah. to go back, but Jackson decides to take a shot and shoot closer to. Oh no, no, where he can easily get it. Easily gets it and blocks it. Yeah, it's and then, and that's a sign of confidence, and that's as you say, a sign of just a, a level of talent that maybe Jackson hasn't either got yet or 
just doesn't have doesn't you know doesn't and when possess. the thing and when the game started started going to that where they were getting a few chances to break what Tenag did which I'll give credit for is like he took off Lindelof because the centre backs were a bit too slow moved Luke Shaw to centre back that he did great last season for a bit of pace in centre back because Maguire wasn't always going to get back you needed one centre back to have pace centre back a good run yeah, I mean and, run and play, put pressure on Jackson when he gets into and Mudrick when they get into those like speed. One. Situations, yeah, but that's a, it's a scary place for. And this continues a bad run of form for Raheem Sterling, who still hasn't got a goal against Manchester United. It's the one club in his career. Oh, and he's played Man United now for what 15, 20 years. Good lord, he's yeah. been around. Yeah. It's over, scary. Over, how... over 20, I think it's about 26 games with zero goals <laughs> against you know. Wow, that is a, that is a bit. That is and, a big and the fact that he's played for Liverpool, Man City, and, and Chelsea. Chelsea. Still not scored against you. I mean, you may as well go back to QPI. He's got more chance. Um, also, what did you think of Harry Maguire, player of the month? That was not on my bingo card for, 20, for 2023. <laughs> but, yeah, but you, <laughs> you know, saw that coming. Fair, fair play to him. He's redeemed himself recently. Got back in the... I think he's copped on when we took the captaincy away from him. I said he wasn't right for the captaincy. He just needed to concentrate on being just a centre-back. Uh, yep. I think he's done that quite well. He's concentrated on just being... Just concentrate on yourself, your own game. Don't make any mistakes yourself. Stop worrying about everyone else in the team. Yep. And I think it's it's doing him wonders. And, you know, obviously Southgate still keeps picking him and, you know, the confidence is there. And it's, But it's now it's justified that Southgate picks him because he's yep. actually playing football. He's actually playing rather than other people that he keeps picking. But anyway. And I genuinely <laughs> think this has shown us that it's going to take a bit uh, for Rashford and Martial to try and get back into this team again because I think the team there the front tree with Anthony Hoyland and Granacho is the front tree we should be building Yeah, with. You should be building forward with shouldn't you? And that Bob? midfield can be worked there with Mainu rotating in there It's 3 deal Everton now Well we'll talk about that in a small bit even though we're not Sorry, just saw it, yeah, we talk about it. Yeah, and then obviously the massive result Villa Absolutely tearing apart City. I was, you know, reading it and watching some of the highlights. The two. Oh, what happened there? Where did that come from? I and mean, John, I obviously C City oh. played like Man United did against Newcastle. Yes. It seems to be to get. Oh, were they still fuming from the from the dodgy decision, Man, the, the three or draw? No, Rodri though, which can put down. They have not looked good or have won a game without Rodri this season. That's interesting. One player makes that whole thing tick. You, you'd think they with play a squad John that... but they play John Stones as the holding midfielder rather than. And then that just sounds like a Pep Guardiola almost. Because he refuses to acknowledge Calvin Phillips exists as a holding midfielder. Yeah, even he, though... he stays on the bench. That player doesn't. I didn't buy Calvin Phillips. That's what his yep. entire thing is. It's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. And that, that guy needs the lead to go and play some football somewhere, apart from in an England shirt, obviously. Uh, now, fortunate that City were fortunate it stayed just like nil-nil for like ages, and they could see that just by a mad deflection from Leon Bailey. Yeah, because they were they were totally. Villa deserved to win, but Villa deserved to win by more. But like, it's yeah. it's exactly like the Newcastle United game, like where. It ends one nil, but it probably should have been 
probably two or three and everybody even everyone everyone watching even even as you say this even the united fans would have been like that's probably a fair result and i think the city fans if it was two or three would have not been like oh what a shocker it's like yeah that was based on watching that good question from michael there more important the right players or the right manager that's interesting the debate it is a debate there isn't it because it's like can a manager come into a squad which is already fractured and, and disjointed and, and you know had a run of bad form and do something as or but but can a shit but can a terrible manager get the good stuff out of players that are the perfect set of players but can that right manager get or will they go like you know nothing I know I'll do my yeah, own yeah. thing. Mm. And you wonder whether or not some clubs and some players have been too big for some managers in some positions, you know, the egos and stuff have taken over. And the, the for example, one of the first things Ten Hag did was get rid of Ronaldo, the biggest ego. Yep. In biggest that ego team. in the locker room. And I, you know, who was the boss? That was that was a kind of like a Ten Hag's the boss, isn't he? Obviously, and that's it. Because Ronaldo think... would want to be always picked. Though. That's just when you have Ronaldo in your team, he just goes, I'm playing. And I'm if you playing, tell him he's I'm not like... playing, there's a bit of a problem there. He goes like, are you sure you want to leave me out because everyone will know about it on the media and everything else and you know fans whatnot so yeah interesting i don't know I'd, I'd say it's a you can't have one without the other though you tend to find that great managers build good squads around them so you know i don't know if a manager you know if a manager for example if a manager now drops into forest not a great squad but keeps them up and as John has said on his one, he's doing the, his entire podcast, United podcast, is doing a big push on Ten Hag over the players. Uh, that'd be interesting, yeah. Story. But they did look like they've, they did look, the players at least had started at, um, midweek against Chelsea, did look like they were fighting for him. Which is a little bit more than could be said for which, the ones which is more, did, the weekend. Which is, which is more damning to the bench, the, aka Rashford and Martial, that. Yes. But without them, the team starts, starts looking to, like they're trying. Start to look, yeah, it starts to show a bit of spirit. And, and you know, maybe that's because it's some of the youngsters and they've, they've but, got a but point. But uh, do City have a bit of concern that they're now winless and four in the league? Four in a league? I mean, they've got to be... Three got to be draws and one loss. Yeah, it's got to be slightly concerning for them. I mean, they're... And the fact that these two shots were the fewest ever attempted by a Pep Guardiola team. Oof. Do they need to go and buy yet another striker? Anyway, I mean, and you look at it, you know, they're now six points behind Arsenal. And only you know, three points ahead of Manchester United. In ah, their crisis. Exactly. They're only two points ahead of Tottenham in, you know, fourth and fifth. It's, it's looking a little bit, I don't know, you know, a little bit shaky. It's the, it's the first time I would suggest that they've been rattled. And it, uh, is it tiredness? Is it too many games? Is it just maybe teams have worked out how to get at them? Who knows? I don't know. It's an interesting uh, could one. The, could it be the Liverpool scenario of last season where it just, after going so many years of high for Lever, has the breaks finally come out and your one player is Rodri still doing it? Yeah, it's, yeah I, I, mean, I think that's what happened to Liverpool last year. As you say, just like three, four years of high-octane, full-go, internationals in between world cups whatever you else. That squad, season to, to was just tired you need an entire that. season to just regroup and go like we'll yeah. try again next year which you are now mm -hmm. which uh interesting who would have thought there'd be a title race between villa liverpool and arsenal 
That's John out did, I think. Uh, so John had thought Villa were going to be up there, but who would have thought that would be the title race? No, not the title race. I think he thought they'd sneak into fourth. But that's yeah, that's interesting. The way interesting times. Obviously, things are quite quickly change. A couple of results flip the other way, and we, we'll all look really silly in a couple of weeks if City win and Arsenal lose, and suddenly they're back on top again. But it's 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 great that it's not such a clear cut two horse race or even a one horse race as it's been. You know, a couple of seasons at least. There's you know play, other teams are involved this time around. And even teams that are having a bit of crisis still have a chance. Like I said, the United, even though we're playing, yeah. even though we haven't, the reason why we're we're only three points off is because United have not drawn a game this season. Swings or losses, won, you guys. We've either it? won or lost. There's been no draws. <laughs> Which I suppose you know it's it's a sink or swim kind of scenario. So it was it? kind it was kind of a situation when Chelsea equalised. It's like so who's getting the next goal? It's never a draw. There's never going to be a draw. So you knew it was, it's going to be a winner somewhere. Yeah, he's thinking Post Post Ange whatever his name is. They have done well. Spurs have done well, but they they have hit a rough bit of form. I just looked at the table. They're on a they're on a bit of a high. Without 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 Madison, they've they've dropped off a bit. They really have dropped off. Just looked at the table there, and it's it's not very. Apart from, apart from that, apart from that City game, which like they seem to have City's number regardless. Yeah. Yeah, so three losses and a draw. So, you yeah, know, a good, a good result against City for Tottenham. But, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. They say, As you say, Madison seems to have gone. And they're drawing again tonight at West with West Ham. They, they took the so lead West Ham and they, equalized. West Ham have equalised yeah. with Garrett, Garrett Bowen. Boeing, of all people. He's, he's been not, on a good run on, of form. He's been on a good run. I'm just checked that. There wasn't an assist assigned. So it wasn't a uh, Ward-Prowse corner or a Ward-Prowse free kick, interesting enough. For, well, uh, it's usually the Jared Bowen and Kunde, so that seemed to be scoring... The West Ham go. goals of late, and then the massive result. You know, the massive result said, as we as we were streaming, as we were talking, the live Everton the climbing escape. out. The, the great escape is on. They are out of the bottom three already. They are out. They are a point clear of Luton. It's, it's like we said last week with the Everton episode, you take the, if any season you were taking the deduction of 10, 10 points, it would be this one. The, the the battle at the bottom is tight enough. The teams down there don't, you know, as we've already said, Sheffield United are, are done and dusted, and you know, stick a fork in them, they're already gone. Um, this is this was the time, this was the year to do it, and the time to do it, and they've got the chance to get out of it. This result against a high flying Newcastle, better. Oof, and they're shaking gonna... home record as we mentioned last week. Yeah, and they, they, you know, as as Paul, you know, he said, you know, he didn't he didn't think the home record was was that great. This this is, I mean, I, I can imagine the place was rocking, and when they were getting one, two, three nil up, the place must have been. This is apparently flying. the 23rd time that Everton have beaten Newcastle. It, stats like that are interesting. It's like 23rd time. They're like, it's like the, uh, o- the <laughs> only team that they've won more games against is West Ham. There you go. In the Premier League era or in First Division, you know, it's where you start to go in like the that. Premier like, League. Well, we're talking yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah. Is this like, uh, yeah, well, that's, that makes sense because. Newcastle have been in and around, and you know, Everton have never been relegated, so it is inevitable they've played each other quite a lot of times. So, yeah, but not a good result for him. But a good start for his is uh, Lewis Smiley, Newcastle's child that they're playing, is the sixth youngest player in Premier League history to start four consecutive matches after Fabregas, Luke Shaw, Wayne Rooney. There you go. Do you think, do you think the loss of Nick? 
There you go, Nick Pope. Do you think that's what they're going to be the the massive loss for uh, Newcastle now? He's not. I here. think it is because the Bravka, as much as I loved him when he was at United, even though he was very clumsy when we played him for one game in the yeah. Carabao Cup. But like, he's not Nick Pope, is he? No, Nick Pope was putting that together, and without him, as you as evident probably by this evident result, they will leak goals. Yep. So that's, that's an interesting. That's why recent times you wonder if um, Newcastle and, will apart, go... and apart from they were very dominant against United last week, but they almost if it wasn't for Maguire being miles offside, they almost conceded then almost too. Conceded. Oh yeah, so they they do let goals in Newcastle, you know, without, without Nick Pope. Pope. Nick Pope is really the man you trust in there. So yeah, yeah, I wonder if Newcastle will go buying, go shopping for a decent keeper and who's available. It's always them. difficult if you're on the bench for like. A good chunk of the season, and then you're suddenly decide you're now our starting keeper. It's kind of the same with like Liverpool City with Kelly, or you're leaking, you're only you're only saving grace is that you have a much talent in attacking that you can make yeah. up for Kelly or being not on time, slightly, slightly shaky, and, and a, a step down from your first choice goalkeeper. Yeah, interesting as you say here. You know, we talked about that on the Everton show last week. You know, those teams that sue them if if the teams to come and take even more money off of them then surely that impacts on their financial things again and round and round and round we go so it'll be interesting if you know, the current owners be honest. and if they do eventually have to do a second point they'd want to have enough points on the board built up again that the next yeah. hit won't be as won't be. You know, maybe they won't be as bad a hit either because it's like yeah we, we can get we can see that you're you know, made a loss again, but hey, you got sued by three teams because we gave you this. It might be like extenuating circumstances. And Newcastle, and as, there was there was David the Hale rumors for Newcastle. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, big day, you've coming back. How would you feel about him back in the Premier League? In a it, 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 would, it, would, it would break my heart to, that he would go for Saudi money. But you know, I get from that point of view, but he's getting on a bit now. Or would you need one more contract to kind of fill the coffers to one last time? So, although he was also rumored to be on a free to Barcelona too, so he's been rumored to go to Spain for the last how many years? Though I mean, he's mainly Gustav Sagan is also injured for Barcelona, so they're dead. So Newcastle and Barcelona are both without their their main keeper, so they mm. both in January would be but would be shopping. Yeah. And where would you want to go, the Big Dave? Do you want to go play in St. James's Park in the middle of January? Or would you like to go and play at the New Camp in the middle of January? Hmm. Tough choice. Tough choice. So he might go to Barcelona, but they'll have to find a few change around the back of the sofa. They, they like shake it, shake a couple of those Catalonia sofas and see where, where's what. So that was the roundup of the games that have just finished. And, and it did take a, a little bit while. Okay, get the fax machine wound up, as Jono says there. That's going to be an interesting deadline day. Speaking of deadline day, we might as well just give a cheeky plug. Cheeky plug for deadline day. Uh, the team here at Let's Talk Sport and the Premier League show, we're going to do a deadline day show. We're going to come on at... For charity. For charity, for the Dan, Fer Dan Harris Foundation, uh, which is uh, being set up in, in Memorial. It's in close to our heart over here. Close to our heart. And, you know, Dan set this, set this whole network up and gives us a platform to talk absolute rubbish or, or football depending on which way you look at it um so we're going to jump on we're going to do a deadline day show we're all probably going to turn up in yellow shirts and we're going we're going to criticize everyone's signings yeah we're going to have we're going to possibly get somebody sitting at a car window harry Redknapp style just just if we can it would and be when amazing. united bring veg horse on the deadline day i will be there for it 
<laughs> we'll all be down Final day of the season. That's, so stay tuned for that. More more details will be forthcoming. Um, where do we want to go? Do we want to do your fantasy football segment now? Because I don't think Alex is going to be able to join us to do his VAR, which is a real shame because I'd really like to get his input on the advantage, not advantage kind of thing which happened in the um, Tottenham game. But I don't think we're going to have a chance for that. So we're going to dive into... Blame the trains. Name. Blame the trains. Dive into your special segment. I'm happy you know Holland has not scored. He's been absolutely terrible. Which which is odd though, right? Because you get a mid, you get a double double game week. You've got to think, oh, who's your captain? You can you can really rack up some points in your double game week, and um, didn't really work for Holland, did it? But but the fact is, if you wanted to not play Holland, then he probably would have. It's the catch twenty two of that. You you want it. You deep down, you want to make the change. But you don't at the same time. You're terrified to do it because you know nobody else is going to make that change. And if he does go off, then you're, you know, you're 30 points down without even realizing it. Well, that's oh, what happens. The moment, the, the moment that happens is, I tell you now, I pro, I did absolutely terrible this week. I just looked at mine. I did not do great either. But then I've got two players on injury. Uh, that's probably what's happened there. No, same. I, I apparently did not sub out uh, Estupinian and probably should have put in Matoma. Yeah. That's my bad. Dope. I also was not helped by Bruno Fernandez missing a penalty. That, that, that made his score go to zero rather than two. It's painful when the penalties like that go in, isn't it? It's, like, it's a harsh, harsh um, point scoring system when it happens. And My bench did better than my main team. That's, that sums up this week. Oh, that's painful. That is painful when your bench scores higher. But then I'm just looking at mine, and my bench scored higher too. Ouch. Uh, same, same with Jono. We all, we all had a good bench. You all had, I had a Bio. Good I had, I had Luton and Zadibayo on the bench, and there's six points going to waste uh, there, and Haaland only scored two points. Jono had Daku as his vice captain. Didn't play. Didn't play. I had Ansu Fati as uh, vice captain, who apparently is now out injured. So uh, that's also helpful. He also had Calvert Lewin, which I, I, I'm sorry, Jono, he did not score today in that three nil. <laughs> it's not going well for us. It's not going well. So who have you got as your uh, must have for this weekend? Oh, a must have this at... weekend. I've got to be leaning towards Salah there. Liverpool away at Palace. As the Palace have not had a good run of form. I, mm. Salah, maybe a Darwin Nunes, he might score. It's one of those ones where Darren Nunes is probably going to miss a sitter in that game and then score. And score an absolute worldie, yeah. But it again, and, and it's 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 lazy, but you, it's difficult to look past. Perhaps have a bread for playing in there with uh, Sheffield United. Yeah, that's a, that'll be an interesting one. But then you've got City going to Luton. How do you look past? <sighs> Captain, it's, 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 one, of, it's one of those. Ones you, can. you just can't not do it, can you? It's just like, oh, you just gotta have a good vice captain pick. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you got to hope that your vice captain backs you up here. Yeah, Maybe a Brighton player because they are playing Burnley and Burnley are not good, kind of hit and miss there. Uh, maybe champion of Scott McTominay, he seems to be 
Yeah, he seems to be knocking the goals in. Yeah, well, why he would he not? He seems to be on that marrow, prime Marouane Fellaini goal-scoring run. God, there's a name for there's an elbow from the past. Maybe an Everton player. They play Chelsea, you know, easy game for them. Yep, got to look at that one. Fulham, yeah, Douglas Louise. And, oh, I'm looking at that. There's, yeah, you've got to be leaning towards I, your Liverpool players, I would suggest there. I, w- I would have probably avoid, avoid uh, Villa Arsenal because with their boat on a good run of form, Villa good at home, but I, I doubt that's going to be a clean sheet game. Yeah, there's goals. There's goals plenty in there, isn't there? Yep. And same with Newcastle Tottenham. I'd avoid those players. It's Yep. I'm looking at my squad thinking I might have to do some transfers because I have both a Newcastle and a Tottenham defender. Speaking of which, West Ham are now in the lead against Spurs. And... Oh, get in. James Ward-Prowse. There he is. There he is. Free kick? Must be a free kick. It's got to be a free kick. No? Oh, and, and I just read the uh, the player that I have from Tottenham has given the ball away and allowed Ward Prowse to score. But fortunately enough, he's on the bench. That's okay. I've Ward, so Ward Prowse in my team. Yes, my points are going up. Oh, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna hate me because I have Ward Prowse in my team as captain. Oh, the points are going up. Well, we... <laughs> you're still taking the points, but he's still it's been saved. <laughs> it's been saved. Get in. Oh, so there we go. So your your tip for the weekend, Erling Haaland. Every weekend. And a Liverpool player, whether you want to do Salah or take the take the gamble, the risky gamble of a Darwin Nunes. Or a risky it's, gamble. It, it, it's a gamble. It's, you'd be done for a gambling addiction by putting Darwin Nunes in it. Especially if you put Nunes as your captain. I don't know, Van Dijk is a, a sneaky, cheeky, you know, get him in as a captain, clean sheet and maybe scoring from a header in a corner. Might be, a, might be a shout there. Might be a shout. Maybe What's Trent game of the... he's on a decent... Decent. I mean, if, if Trent... Especially if you can get Trent as a defender right now when he's going to end up playing in central midfield the way things are, are panning out. Seems to be the way forward. I, I ended up... I did have Trent and then I had to transfer him out when it got too expensive, unfortunately. And it's, you know, Now it's like, I want to get him back. And you're like, well, you'd have to sell four players to get one back in. And it just gets really horrible at this time of the year when you're trying to do that. But looking at my squad, I'm going to have to do some changes because I've got too many injuries building up. Yeah, I've got... And Buemo is out and then Fatty is out as well. So, And it looks like Antonio is carrying a knock. So that's all good. There we go, boys. There's your there's your tips for the weekend. Get Haaland in your fantasy football team in any way possible and get him captaining because points are coming, unfortunately, for Luton. We will do our... Uh, now we'll do for the last 10 minutes or less. We'll, we'll run through the games of this weekend. Yes, let's have a After quick 16. look at what's coming up. Well, we talked about Palace-Liverpool. palace yep. Austin. Liverpool. Early early kickoff. Liverpool travel down Flash. to Palace. Should Flash be a practice. Christian Bull, Christian Bull, where uh, you had to, didn't you? The the three all where it all fell had apart. Have to be brought up. Had to any, be brought up. Yeah, they'll probably get pumped Palace, so I have to give them some. Back in the days when Palace were good, yeah. Dwight Gale, the f- little <laughs> anyway. And yes, that's always a always a bogey the, team. The, always the counter to them. the Istanbul when Liverpool fans bring that up. Yep, PTSD. I get a little bit PTSD about that. And uh, the 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 game to save Steve Coop's job. 
away at Wolves. That's a big call. That's a big call, but it could well be. It, it is. It sounds all like the media, all the media are saying he needs to win that to save his job. Oh, and that's that's not an easy place to go. I mean, Wolves are not great, but that's you know, it, I'm sure he'd have preferred being at home. I don't know. For Brighton, I think you know, Brighton are going to be too much for Burnley, right? We're assuming. Yeah, even with Brighton struggling, uh, Burnley just don't seem to be consistent enough. Yeah, they're trying to play, like we said, they're trying to play that good playing football, which works against the Sheffield United, but it doesn't work against a bit more hardened Premier League teams. Yeah, they think Brighton are about three years ahead of where Burnley are right now, aren't they? Brighton came up mm. and played that nice football and got absolutely pummeled and realized that hey we need to earn and then graham potter was the master of the one one draw for a few years yep. with Brighton. A few was where they you know because i mean they and they needed to earn the right to play that kind of football and i think burnley are not in that position just yet and you got sheffield united brentford i don't know who knows that should be a brentford win but that injury is going to be interesting where they're going to find some goals from now because bueno has been you know a lynch the one that carried from the ivan tony yeah, so they'll have to look elsewhere for some goals, and but it, you know, for a, a a fixture where you can go and find some goals and get right and tinker with your squad, this and is probably the one, right? Each of the last five Premier League games against newly promoted sides, though uh-huh. all those five came at home. Oh, interesting, interesting. I love little stats like that. It's great that you pull those up. It's amazing. It's almost like we sound professional at times. Exactly. <laughs> and then we've got United at home to Bournemouth. It's a tough trip up the road for Bournemouth, that one. Although although Bournemouth in a good run, so it's not going to be a walk in the park for United. Really. Shouldn't be. It no shouldn't game be. is, but no Bournemouth game is, will but give it a go. They are in a bit of form. They form. Are, you guys are patchy, should we say, at best sometimes? depending on It depends on mm. which, which squad he puts out, right? Does he put the triers out or does he put the, the slackers out for the first half and the triers out in the second half just to... Give us a bit of chalk and cheese. And, Mantis, and we come into this game with United have never lost a home game against Bournemouth, and they're it's one of those. It's, that's one of those stats that has to be broken at some point, right? It's yeah, like, we've never lost against them. Well, let's see. You've just jinxed it by saying you've never lost. That means you're going to lose this weekend. I mean, it's it's and... a stat that like even the commentators would bring up about fifty. Like Bournemouth score once. The commentators are going to bring it up like 50 times. 50 times. And yeah, ad infinite. Every time they talk about it. And then, oh, AFC Bournemouth leading 1 0. They've never won here. Oh, stop talking. Can't they about finally it. do it? I'm just like, yeah. It's just like, just shut up. If you keep mentioning it, inevitably something is going to happen. And then a massive game at the top. Massive game at the top on Saturday afternoon. Villa hosting Arsenal. Third versus Oof. first. Oh. That's got that's tasty. That should be a tasty one. But by the I time mean, that if, happens, they might not be first with Liverpool. They might winning. not be first. Liverpool will probably have taken first. Might be second know. versus third by the time that game happens. Mm. Can, can Liverpool go ahead? Yeah, they can, can't they? Liverpool will go yeah, ahead. You're, you're two points behind them, down. so you would have been you would go one point ahead if you yeah. win in the early kickoff. So you could put well, so, yeah, added, you could put added pressure to Arsenal going exactly. into that. And if and if, and if that villa team that played against City turns up in exactly the same way. That's going to be a... And like I said, Villa at home have been very good. Yeah, Emery's I don't think, they've, early, I don't think they've lost at home in like ages. That will be a cracking game to keep an eye on then. But they're a bit dodgy away, but like at home, Villa are just... Yep. 
a fortress. Which is what they need, yeah, the fortress at fortress at Villa Park. And if they play, as I say, if they play like they did against City, then Arsenal are in for a rough, rough ride there. Because I think you can get at that Arsenal squad. And, you know, we've seen that they don't, they they were a bit shaky against Wolves towards the end, but Wolves really had a go at them. So it'll be an interesting one. That's going to be a, that's, that's got to be the game of the week. Looking at Sunday, that's definitely the game of the week. There's nothing on Sunday to string exactly. out. You know, the, the, the battle of the Blues, uh, Everton home to Chelsea after this win. You've got to be favouring Everton, right? Yeah, yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea just, looked bad. Chelsea just, ba- like we said, they barely beat Brighton. They can celebrate it, but like they barely got past Brighton. Then And then they, really looked, they looked very bad against United. Like the 2-1 scoreline flattered them at Pops because it really should have been. Yeah. Chelsea. Uh, yeah, you, 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 you talked that they would have come back into their own when the after that 4-1 against beating Brighton, rallying to at least hold on to that 3-2, you thought maybe they could show a bit of effort. Especially with that Man City 4-4, you thought... This there we could go, be this is it. This is the, this is the kickstart. somewhat clicking for Pochettino, and then it just goes downhill Blur. again. Just, just It's almost like that was the high, and, and much like we said, you know, Luton have got up some big games. Because the, the, the fact that you have... You have lost comfortably scoreline not so much but game wise to a united side that looked terrible three days earlier yeah that's got to worry that's got to worry chelsea fans it's got to worry pochettino it's got to worry some of the players for their jobs surely wholesale i was gonna say wholesale changes are coming at chelsea but They've got enough players. The thing is, but each one of them are eight-year. That's the this is the problem with eight-year contracts because you hope they become good, but if they don't, like some of them aren't at the moment. Just drag on out, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, think about it. When we were talking about you know at the beginning of the season and Chelsea gazumping Liverpool for Saicedo and uh, I can't remember now. There was a couple of them that they jumped in and, and took, and we were like, oh. And from a Liverpool perspective, like God damn it, we wanted one of those. They've done nothing at Chelsea at all. It's a it's a very Seems bizarre like a very waste of a hunt. And before yeah. this, we were like he was worth. I thought like it was justified because he was worth more than Declan Rice at the time. But now yeah. you would say that has flipped the other. And I don't like Declan Rice, but you would no. say that that has flipped. It definitely seems like you're getting a better value for money for Arsenal with Declan Rice. You? And then you got Fulham, West Ham, and and a, a London derby. Fulham on the back of a five nil, you know. Drubbing of Sheffield United. Oh no, sorry, of Forest. Looking good. West Ham, although if the West Ham have just picked up a win against Tottenham, they will be flying as well. So that's another game that could be a an interesting one with two teams. West Ham are an interesting one because they're a bit up and down. They are a bit up and you don't know what West Ham is actually going to. Exactly. That's the problem with it. If you if you could have a bit of confidence. They're they're brilliant. You could back them in Europe because you'll know they'll win in like their Europa League game. Like but which one turns up on a Saturday or a Sunday is, you know, a coin toss, isn't it? And then you've got City travelling down to Luton. Can can Luton gave Arsenal go? Can they give City a go? Can they get back up for another big game and, and maybe, you know... And, can, shape... and will Man City get a first win in four? A first win in four? Or will the, will the streak continue? I mean... And we turn it to five games when it winless. Five games without a Premier League win. Would that cause a, a bit of a change to the narrative 
how spiky would Guardiola be in his press conference after that result? Come on, Luton. And we then, appreciate you being here, Michael, near the end. We do and appreciate that. Hanging with us. Thanks for all the questions and appreciate some of the comments that you fired in there. Appreciate you. And the big one. The big one on the Sunday afternoon well, saying the top, that there wasn't... For the, for the top six. Yes. Battle of the top six there, which was an interesting one after Tottenham losing tonight and Newcastle also having a bit of a, a humbling. This could be a, a cracker at Tottenham again. Newcastle, Newcastle down on, a, game. on a high from the United game to now being pegged back by Everton. Which is a very which is very interesting because United beat Everton 3-0 and then lose 1-0 to Newcastle. And then, then, and then Everton beat it's a crazy triumvirate it's like you lost to him so that means i'm better than you but then no they beat you so you're better than oh who who's the best team everybody else is at the moment it seems like nobody seems to want to take that and that, i'll be a good game that one i should imagine that's going to be you know one to watch i doubt it's going to be a and and nil nil there's going to be goals in that game definitely be goals especially with angie just throws everyone forward I yeah, if they're one nil down, let's like, go We're not we're not going to lose one nil if I can help it. Let's go and either lose two nil or or you know win two one. I think it seems to. And he revealed he does play football manager, which makes a lot of sense because that's what I do in that game. Just go all yeah. attack and just all say all attack. Start all it attack. Or at some point. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. It's just like the more we attack, the more chance we'll have for scoring. Uh, what about the other end? Doesn't matter. Just keep going forward. So long as we keep going forward, we fine. And that seems to be they're, the, they're the, one that need January coming up with all their injuries. They, they do need. all their suspensions and stuff. They do need to strengthen because and, and because it, because if you look at Spurs at the moment, because he doesn't trust the bench, he's not really making. He doesn't want to make substitutions because when he does, he starts losing like he did today. Against West Ham, he made a bunch of subs again, Ooh. and now they're losing two one. Whereas in the last game against against Man City, he didn't have to make he, any subs, did he? He if was made subs like nearly right at the end, but he didn't really make subs in that second half for the longest yeah. time. Yeah, so that shows that the trust in the bench isn't there, and, and the quality on the bench maybe isn't isn't there for him to um, rely. On. He was for, he was making one sub of Skip on for Lacelso, but other than that. The other two subs came in the 87th minute. Hopefully to have little to no effect on the game at that point type thing. You know, get some minutes in your legs, but try not to lose as the game or do anything. Interesting times. Interesting times. So some good games there. Some should be some crackers, as I say. You know, it seems like the late games on both days are the ones to watch out for, aren't they? Villa, Arsenal, Saturday evening. There's the repercussions for the... Who's going? Will Spurs be knocked out? They were high flying. They looked like they were going to. They're going to be pushing for. They were. They were top but, of the league. Yeah, they top were pushing for guaranteed top four. Is what I said like a few weeks ago because they were not yeah. looking that good. But a few injuries has derailed them back into that top seven. Top yeah, seven horrendous battle. Run. Horrendous run was it? Four win, four losses, and a draw. Five losses. They've been forced back into that Brighton Newcastle United battle. They were well away from it. Now they're forced into that into that scrap for the Europa places. That's why Man City need to get their act together because they're being forced into the and they can easily fall back if they, if, if they don't start picking up some points they can start to get you know clawed back in there and that'll clear the clear the way for the Villa Arsenal Liverpool title charge. Oh, God. 
I didn't think at the moment you would think that it would be Newcastle, United, Tottenham and Man City competing for fault. No. <laughs> no. no, I don't think I don't think we called that at the beginning of the season. Um, and it will be interesting to come back to it at the end of the season to see how close we actually were or not. But that's the, that's the joy of this this wonderful game. You know, as I just say, you know, a couple of weeks... As we said with the, the, Ever- the Everton-Newcastle United trifecta there... Yeah, it makes no them, sense. So they beat, uh, yeah, you beat them, but they beat us, and you beat. Oh, so who's better? Somebody over there. The joy of the Premier League. Ro, this has been a great show. Love talking to you, man. Appreciate everyone who's jumped in there in the comments. I know John, you were in the comments, and and Michael who came and stopped by. Alec, I hope your train journey isn't as horrendous as it sounds. Hopefully, uh, your train gets there on time next week, and there isn't any strikes then. Any strikes and weather and whatever else is going on there. Um, maybe hopefully been... next week there's no controversy, but <laughs> this is the Premier League. There's always going to be controversy for him. But, to talk but about. I look at that Villa Arsenal Tottenham Newcastle game and I think there's going to be a controversy <laughs> somewhere there. Something's good. There's going to be some something horrendous that changes the, the narrative of the game and make it, you know, and that, I suppose that's one of the things, isn't it? That game that the City Tottenham game was a great game, but all that people talk about. Is that dodgy end of the decision at the end? They've completely ignored the actual really good game because because there's no guarantee Grealish actually scores in that one one on one. But like no, we don't know. You don't know. You just don't know. And it was such a mess, such a mess. It was a shame. Shame we didn't get Alec. Hopefully we'll get him next week and we can roll back to it because I think it will be worth getting yeah. his point of view. On if if we get him next week, we'll go back to an advantage discussion. Yes, let's talk us through the advantage. How does that work? Rodan, appreciate your time, buddy. Thanks very much. Good appreciate luck this being weekend. Here as always. Loving your work. We shall see. Ooh, we shall see everyone next week. Please do tune in. Please do like, subscribe down the bottom. Go to YouTube. You know, follow us. Join up. Sign up. Everything else. But you've got to do. We appreciate all the likes. We appreciate the comments that we got today. So thanks very much for that. And we will see you next week. Bye.